Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Everything is Black and White podcast, brought to you by Chronicle Live, bringing you the latest insights on Newcastle United. Please subscribe and review our podcast through iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast provider you listen to. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove, and it's time for our weekend preview. It's Newcastle United versus Watford this Saturday. Now I'm joined by the Watford Observer reporter, Ryan Gray, who's going to talk us through uh, the Hornets and tell us what to expect. Thank you very much, Ryan, for joining us. No problem. Um, first of all, Watford on a, on a horrid run of form. Um, haven't won since April and have lost their uh, opening three games to the Premier League season. What are you expecting this Saturday? Um, well, you're right in that they haven't been on a, the best run of form. Um, but the the performances have been progressively better. Um, definitely, there was a marked improvement against West Ham. Their only real problem seems to be that they, uh, they can't finish their chances. They created 23 shots on goal against West Ham and uh, the finishing just wasn't there. So if they can... They can harness the creativity. There's no reason why uh, why they can't go on and uh, and get something. Newcastle, obviously, a very difficult team to to break down. They proved that against Tottenham last weekend. So, uh, if uh, if they can create their chances, then uh, they they should be all right. It's just um, whether or not they can start to take them as as well as they were last season. A good win in the League Cup over at Coventry, three one. Um, Saw got a goal, and it's a new summer signing opening his account. Um, do you think they'll they'll have a bounce? Do you think they'll they'll look into the, go on from there and uh, taking some confidence into the Newcastle game? It'll, it'll definitely give them some confidence. Um, the you, you mentioned Saar there. There's him. There's also Danny Welbeck who uh, they brought in over the summer who aren't quite fully match fit yet. So that's been causing uh, some sort of a selection problem. The fans obviously want to see their new players and they want to see them playing well. Um, Javi Gracia doesn't necessarily think they're quite ready certainly to know any of their best yet so it's uh it's difficult for him because obviously that the fans want to see the, the new players and uh, the way they played against Coventry suggests that they might might be ready to to play in the Premier League but it's uh it's it's a difficult one for him but certainly they'll they'll take a lot of confidence I know some people will say it's only Coventry they're really one team um and and things like that but the, the way they performed and the way they played against Coventry suggests that you know the, the performances are there and and they do have a squad that, that can perform. What kind of uh, team played in the League Cup? Is it a similar one that you think might play on Saturday? He, Garcia made eleven changes, but um, there's no reason why any of those eleven couldn't play in in a Premier League first team. The uh, the, the biggest change and one that I think a lot a lot of fans would like to see was uh, Daryl Yanmat, former Newcastle player. He was brought in uh, right back, where they've they've had quite a few problems uh, in the in the Premier League in that position. And um, Gracia preferred 
Michael Femenia over Janmat, but Janmat certainly put in a, an excellent performance. He was uh, certainly our man of the match that game. Anyway, he scored a, a brilliant goal and and generally was was excellent at the back. So it, it could be that several of those players who uh, who were in that Coventry game do get a call up. Grassi is not someone who likes to change things around too much, but the, the way they played is uh, certainly indicative of the fact that that they are wanting to to break into that first team and they are they are good enough to do so. Let's talk about the manager then, Javier Gracia. A few of the players have come out in support of him. Um, is he under pressure? I mean, is this the game that he, he has to win? Um, I don't know if he has to win it. If if he doesn't, then the, the pressure will obviously ramp up on him. Um you mentioned there a couple of the players have come out midweek and, and back to the manager. And uh, it was interesting. I was talking to uh, Adrian Mariapa about it and he was saying that he thinks he's a victim of his own success in many ways because last season he got them to the FA Cup final. Um, they they had the highest ever Premier League points tally, the highest ever Premier League win tally, most ever Premier League goals. So it was a, a record-breaking season in all by all accounts last season for Watford. And so for them to have this slow start that they've had, um, it, it's obviously not, not brilliant, but it's, it's made worse by the fact that they, they achieved so much last season. So it's, uh, it's difficult to see how much pressure he actually is under. Um, the, the owners do like him and he is someone who, uh, who fits the bill of what they want at the club very well. But um, it's, it's a results business, isn't it? So it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, a tricky one to uh, to try and assess. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. Just a quick reminder to please subscribe and review our podcast through iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast provider you listen. For Newcastle United fans, who's the kind of players that they need to watch out for? Who 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 is the player that you know uh, Newcastle's defence need to keep quiet? On on his day, I'd say Gerard Delafeu is. Uh, Watford's main threat, but uh, he's he's one of those players where if he's if he's having an off day and he's not quite at the races, then defenders do do nullify him quite quite easily. Um, but he showed particularly against Wolverhampton Wanderers last season, the FA Cup semi-final, what he can do when he he is up to scratch and he is performing at his best. And uh, if he if he does turn up, then Newcastle are going to have some real problems. Um, I would say if he's playing, uh, new signing Ismail Assar, he, he had an excellent game against Coventry on Tuesday night. He's uh, he's so quick, um, frighteningly quick, took took on the uh, the Coventry defenders, went past them like they're not even there. So he's someone who, if uh, if he can get into his stride, that Newcastle defenders will have to worry about as well. But Watford currently without Troy Deeney, he, um, he had knee surgery last week. So um, up front, it's uh, it's probably going to be Andre Gray who will be starting, I think. And uh, he he scored four goals in preseason. He scored Watford's only goal of this season as well. There, of course, scored against Newcastle in the FA Cup last season. So he is a a handful, and he is someone who can get goals. So there are a, a few players who who can cause Newcastle problems if uh, if Watford do turn up and and create the chances as as well as they can do. Looking back on the history between these two clubs, um, Watford have got quite a good record against Newcastle. 
Um, you mentioned the FA Cup, they the, the won that fixture last season uh, and then it was a, a draw down at Watford and Newcastle did win the home game in November 2018. But, uh, the, but before that, it was one, two, was that five defeats for Newcastle in all competitions against Watford. So uh, do you think Watford fans will be fearing coming up to St James's Park? Um, I, th- I think they'll be quietly confident. Um, Newcastle obviously have had a mixed start to the season and, and I know there are, especially after the game last night, one or two injury concerns for Steve Bruce. So I think Watford fans might be quietly confident that they, they can get something out of this. I think uh, they wouldn't be too disappointed if they came away with just the one point. Um, but uh, I, th- I think, you know, they if... if if they turn up and perform like they can, then uh, there's absolutely no reason why they can't get three points from it. So just give me an idea then of kind of maybe the formation you think Watford will set up um, on Saturday. Well, Grassy is quite an old school guy. He loves a 4-4-2. Um, but obviously, in recent weeks, uh, the the injuries, particularly to Troy Deeney, he's had uh, one or two other injury problems. He's had to shuffle his pack a bit and he's been favouring a 4-2-3-1. That's what they played with and were so successful with on Tuesday against Coventry. So um, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I would expect to still see the 4-4-2 to begin with, but um, he could he could well shift it to the 4-2-3-1 um, should, he, uh, should things not quite be working out for him. We've asked about the key players. So what are Watford's strengths and what are their weaknesses? So, I mean, the strengths they are they are very good going forward. Particularly uh, from from the midfield, they like to build from the the midfield to Etienne Capou and Abdoulaye Decoré, two very very strong, robust midfielders who are as creative going forward as they are good at defending. So they. They like to win the ball back and then recycle possession and then get Watford back on the front foot again. Defensively, they're not brilliant at the moment. They've since uh, since February they haven't kept a clean sheet and in uh, in all competitions since then they've conceded 38 goals. So it's not uh, not the best defensive record and they've had one or two teething problems. They, they brought in Craig Dawson over the summer, but it's still sort of faltering a little bit. There still seems to be uh, not the greatest understanding between the back four. So um, if if Newcastle can get him round the back, then uh, there are goals there for them to be had. And and similarly, at the other end, Watford's, uh, as I've already mentioned, they, they create chances very well, but they're, they're taking the chances. They're not the best at. So... Um, the, the the strength is certainly coming from the midfield and, and building out wide. And um, they've got very good tricky wingers who uh, who like to get the ball into the box. The fullbacks like to join the attack as well. Holobas and be it Femini or Yamat, whoever plays, and uh, and they they'll always whip balls into the box as well. So uh, they are dangerous on the wings and uh, and coming through the middle from those two midfielders. You mentioned the defence there. I mean, watching the highlights against West Ham, there seemed to be a bit of frustration in how the goals were conceded. It seemed to be a bit of a lack of organisation. Was that the case afterwards? Was that something that was pinpointed that, you know, there were too many gaps in the defence and that that could be something Newcastle could exploit? Yeah, I think that's if uh, if Newcastle 
were to, to pinpoint anything, that would certainly be it. It was uh, definitely the case against Brighton on the opening day of the season as well, when they also conceded three goals. Um, there is, it's difficult to pinpoint what the problem is really with that defence, but there's there's gaps there, especially um, as we've mentioned that right back position defend fullbacks getting forward and they're not necessarily coming back to do their defensive duties that's pulling the central defender out wide having to do two jobs uh, in many occasions um so it's um that's that's a problem that they'll have they will have been working on it it's uh, it was clear enough to see and i'm sure Grossier will have will have been trying to iron that out it's just uh, how well uh, they'll be able to apply it on the pitch come saturday so what's the view of Newcastle down on the Watford camp? Um, are there any players you think that Watford will be targeting in terms of trying to keep quiet? Um, well, I think after his performance last weekend, Joe Ellington is someone who they'll certainly be looking at um, with, a, with a touch of trepidation. He's, um, he's obviously a, quite an old-school centre-forward in that he's, he's a big lad who likes to put himself about, but he's, he's got a good touch on him as well, and uh, he's certainly one that, that would trouble the Watford defenders. Um, with Newcastle, it depends who's who's going to play. Obviously, um, we've mentioned before those those injury problems particularly picked up last night, but if uh, the likes of Miguel Almiron is playing, then uh, he's certainly someone who uh, could, uh, could exploit those gaps at, at the back as well. Fantastic. And what kind of following are we expecting from Watford fans? Um, they usually take a, a healthy enough contingent. Um, I'm not certain of how, how many of the, the away tickets have sold this time, so I'm not, uh, I don't exactly know that yet. But um, they usually do take a healthy contingent who will sing, uh, sing pretty much non-stop throughout. So uh, it, it, they should contribute to a, to a good atmosphere. And are, are those fans still back in the manager? From from what you hear in in the ground, yes, they um, there are one or two on online who's you know you see comments and things on Twitter who say they've had enough and that they think it's it's time for a change. But largely, the the fans are still seeing his name at the games, and I think they're still very appreciative of of what he achieved last season. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think they they on the whole are behind him. I've, you know, there's obviously going to be one or two dissenting voices, but um, I think for, for the most part they're, they're still happy enough with with the job he's done so far, and, and believe that he can uh, pull them out of out of the uh, the rut that they've slipped into. Fantastic! And just finally, then to finish off, um, your score prediction for Saturday? Um, I I'm going to go for a, a one-one draw. Um, I think uh, it's uh, it's. It's going to be a very close game, I think. Um, neither side is is particularly uh, performing as as well as, as certainly as well as they can at the moment. Obviously, Newcastle will be buoyed by that um, that one nil win against Tottenham last week, and did quite well last night actually to get a one one draw against Leicester. But I think the the three nil against Coventry for Watford will have boosted them with with some confidence and Gracia seems determined to, uh, to turn turn things around here so I, I think uh, a draw is uh, in in my opinion quite a likely outcome Fantastic well thank you very much Ryan uh, for joining us There you have the Watford view of Newcastle's game on Saturday of course from a Newcastle perspective it's all about what Steve Bruce says in his press conference on Friday morning um, 
whether those who he's worried about with, with injury will be back and whether Matt Ritchie will recover from that challenge from uh, Chowdhury, whether Almiron will be back, whether Joe Linton will recover from groin injury. There's lots of uh, doubts over a lot of players which will certainly make the starting 11 on Saturday interesting. We'll bring you all the injury news, all the team news and all the build-up to that Watford game throughout Friday and Saturday and of course live match coverage on Saturday morning um, all throughout Saturday. Just head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for that. This has been Everything is Black and White.